for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Clark, and we are back at it again with another amazing, amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Daniel from Grids and Dots. How's it going today, Daniel? Oh, very well. Not too bad. Uh, pretty pretty rainy day here in Sydney, uh, but uh, hoping for nicer, warmer weather on the way in the next, next couple of weeks, next couple of months. Yep, yep. Yourself, ma- how's, how's everything going there? How's, how's the weather and stuff there? Oh, it's going all right. Um, right now, I'm on vacation with my family. We I'm normally in Texas, but yeah. now I'm right now I'm in Kentucky. So, it, right. see, which yeah. leads to why the internet wasn't always acting so favorably in my favor. But right, right. It but it's all sorted now. All right, it's yeah. all sorted. Everything's good. Yep, we got it. We're we're running pretty good. So I'm super excited. I'm glad to have well, you here. Um, glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, so first off, I want to thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and chat with you. That's see, it's weird because everything's set up differently. Usually I can look up at the mic, but now I got to look down and I'm not quite hundred percent sure where to look. So I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, just, just kind of learning on the fly here. Uh, but so for, before we kind of jump into everything, uh, what's kind of your origin story? What got you into music? What got me into music? Oh, it was definitely like the the kind of um, I guess the alternative rock scene of the two thousands and the late late nineties and stuff like that. I've, I've I've always been to me even before that I was into like much more popular music, much more pop music. But definitely like uh, when I when, when I heard like some uh, American, some older American bands like like Sonic Youth and things like that, and some bands from uh, the UK like My Bloody Valentine and stuff, that really changed the way. I guess I thought about music and what was possible in music and really influenced me to become like a, a musician. But the story of Grids and Dots didn't start until long after. I played in a number of like uh, many, many strange bands on the way, but eventually I met uh, Carmen from Grids and Dots. We were actually flatmates at one stage in Sydney, mm-hmm. in, Sydney in downtown Sydney, right? And she had come from a completely different background. She had come from, um, she was a classically trained piano player. Um, and I was obviously used, using, used to, you know, my guitar style of uh, listening to music and playing music. And we just, we, we just slowly started to influence each other's taste a lot more. Um, and eventually I started a, briefly started a band. She, she offered to play keyboards and synth in that band. And eventually after um, and that brand didn't last very long, but then she started to play, learn guitar as well. Um, and we just never stopped playing with each other <laughs> until this day. That was like five, six years ago, maybe. Awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, so that's basically how the band came together as well. It's, yeah, it's a, yeah, that's it's right. a trio though, right? If, uh, um, it's a trio. We, we've, we've been through a few different iterations, but our sound kind of only finally started really coming together. I feel like in the past, maybe in the past year or so, year mm-hmm. or so, um, we released one, one song uh, late, late last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and from then I think we started to like really realize like who we kind of started to build an identity kind of as a, as a band, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. I completely gotcha. You know, it's 
it's always interesting. Like you see a lot of, or there was a moment there in like 2017, 18, 19, where everybody had like the duo band thing going on. You had like 21 pilots and a couple oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. once they started hitting and then a couple other bands tried to do the duo and it's, it works for some people, but you really need either that drummer or that yeah. bass player. Like, yeah. Oh, for, for sure, for sure. So we, we we rounded out a lot of that with um, Pat. Pat actually joined the band just as just as coronavirus hit, unfortunately. So he's only played one show with us so far, but he's uh, definitely our third member. He's definitely like a key member. And um, up till now, we've had kind of like uh, on bass and synth and stuff, we've kind of like been filling in with um, friends and session players and stuff to play with us. But I think we will look to, um, as we kind of become a bit, a bit more established, we'll definitely look out to get full-time members in on those instruments as well, rather than having to write everything ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. yeah. So I understand, like, it's, it's, it's much easier to play as a band, to be honest, than as a, as a duo. Yeah. Or, yeah. Have you guys, or you said you only got to do one show before, as the current iteration of the band before the uh, yeah, pandemic hit? Right. So the last show we played, uh, Oh, we played we played a show like a week ago. It was a week ago, a week and a half ago. That was the first show we'd played in six, seven, seven months or something like that. Oh wow. Yeah, nice. the last show was like maybe February, February, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, everything right. in the world turned upside down. <laughs> well, and even in Australia, you guys were dealing with issues even way before the pandemic hit, because you like you brought up you had the wild bushfires yeah. and it was a yeah. crazy summer. It was a crazy somewhere that that honestly I hear. The sky, the sky was like red and black every single day, all through summer. It was like mm. all really smoky and hazy, even in the major cities and stuff. So that was crazy. We thought that was like the worst disaster in like 10 years, 20 years, and then COVID hit. So <laughs> Australia's been through quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it, for sure. And actually the bush, or bushfires is what really got me started working with some of the Australian musicians. Because, right, yeah. so th- this will be an interesting, interesting kind of twist on how I got in started working well first off about a year ago Australia was someplace that I always kind of wanted to start building towards but I knew it was going to be a while before everything kind of started happening and so um it was I think it was February like right beginning of February maybe when the bushfires were like really raging yeah and you guys got hit with the typhoon or something like that yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? I don't remember yeah. what month. Yeah, it just all feels oh, like one blur now, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we had just started launching a new, like, web series, and a buddy of mine gave me this idea of reaching out to musicians. You have no clue who they are, like, very little right. background in, so I reached out to a musician in Sydney, and the only reason I knew who she was is because her name popped up at the bottom of the, like, a bushfire relief show. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I was just like, okay, I don't know who that is, but let's check her out. And yeah. And then she opened me up to a couple other musicians and a few more musicians. And so, right. yeah, you know, it, oh, it's, cool. it's really interesting. But yeah. um, so you guys actually released a music video during the pandemic, The Great Divide. Yeah. Yeah. How, how's that? Has that was that kind of a uh, pandemic? project or were you working on that way before the pandemic hit oh we were working on it actually just as the pandemic just just it was quite complicated just just as lockdowns were being introduced right just as Mm. it was getting just as it was getting really serious but we had like um 
booking time in the we'd book time in the studio with our producer just as the lockdown was going and so we weren't even sure if we could go to the studio to continue recording but um we did anyway we got those all those recordings done um just as the pandemic was hitting and then obviously after that everyone had to you know everyone had to be indoors for like months after that um so there was it was it was actually before the pandemic but i think um I guess that the subject matter of the song is a, is a bit kind of melancholic, I'd say, yeah. I think. Um, but I think, I feel like it has quite a, I think it has a bit of an uplifting vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's kind of, it's got, I feel like it's got a kind of a summary vibe to kind of like, yes, it's a bit, it's a bit melancholic, it's a bit sad, but hopefully it's kind of uplifting people, you know what I mean? Hopefully yeah. people here kind of feel a nice yeah. vibe. I think that's what yeah. people kind of need at the moment. Yeah, you know, and it's like I was just thinking about it. It's got a kind of an interesting, like I, I've listened to the song a few different times, but I haven't gone into like listen to the lyrics that in depth to see if it rides with the theory that I'm about to throw out. Right, right. The the title kind of leads to the great divide of people on the pandemic, which is kind of an interesting. Like the name of the song is uh, The Great Divide and like you released it during the pandemic and there's a yeah. pretty big divide about how to handle the pandemic, if it's like a thing, if it's actually a thing, you know, all that fun stuff. So it, yeah, okay. yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it could, it could be, I guess it's just kind of like, I mean, originally it's a bit, it's a, it's a, it's a, somebody was a lot more kind of personal than that. There's like a great divide between certain people mm-hmm. in our lives. There's, there's like a certain people. But uh, even um, it can be interpreted in so many ways. Even our producer was saying, um, I don't know if you've seen the artwork for it, for the, the Great Divide. It's got yeah. like mountains, like a mountain range. They mm-hmm. actually came from his idea that the Great Divide, actually in Australia, there's actually, there's actually a big mountain range called the big, the Great Dividing Range. Okay. Uh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. it's, actually, it's actually a thing called the Great Dividing Range. You thought it might not even like, well, some, some people are over on the other side of the Great Dividing Range and, yeah. you know, it's kind of there's a separation between people that's kind of what he how he interpreted the song and i guess it, it's kind of like that's that's how you're kind of interpreting as well like there's a great divide between two people and you're trying to get to the other side or whatever yeah. so yeah i think so i think so something like that yeah it, it's really awesome um and so was the you started on the music video after you released or after the song was already recorded and what have you yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the because of everything, well, we started we we started because we started recording in March, right? Just as the mm-hmm. pandemic was hitting, and but because of all the restrictions and stuff, we couldn't actually finish it. We still not finished the EP, and we still not finished mixing the EP. Mm-hmm. But that was the first song we mixed, and we mixed it, and then we set a release date, and then that video was done in a massive rush. <laughs> just as just as everything was, you know, opening up yeah. and everything. Oh, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's go to this place. You know, we, we did it like two in a, in a cut in a weekend or two. Then we gave we gave the we gave the our poor director Paul a, a week to edit it. <laughs> yeah. So it was all done in a massive rush. But <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got to hate you for that one. Like trying oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he was he was amazing. He's, he was such a, he was such a pro. He was so good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so. The Great Divide is ultimately working towards a uh, EP. That, yeah, that's yeah. Fun. So we, we we recorded seven songs in total with um our producer Wayne, um and it, they will be out. I think we we've got actually got a sing, another single out following up the Great Divide next month. Um, we've got a new song out next month, which is on a Australian um, music label. Um, so it's gonna it's is coming this out. The, the is this the thing you teased on Facebook a few days back? Yeah, yeah, that's right. With the, with the actually, palm trees. Yeah, it actually, it's actually a cover. It's actually a cover of a folk song, but we've inter- reinterpreted it. 
Um, I don't know if you know, there's a folk singer called Nick Drake from the 1970s. I think, I think it's from the 1970s. I'm not from, no, I'm not familiar. Right, yeah, he's, he's, he's a UK, um, very, very melancholy singer from the, folk singer from the 1970s. Mm. And we covered one of his songs, but completely re, completely reinterpreted. Gotcha, gotcha. So you yeah. don't, you don't deal with all the pesky uh, copyright infringements and all that fun stuff. Oh, we right. had to cover all that kind. Of, so I had to, I had to write directly to the Nick Drake estate and ask them permission <laughs> if, I could, if we could cover the song. But they said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We're so honored and stuff like that. Nice. You know? Nice. So, that's, yeah. that's funny. Um, are you planning a uh, music video for that one as well, or is that? Kind yeah, of- we are. Yeah, we got. We, got, we actually we just we just finished. We haven't got the final. Um, we only just filmed it um, last kind of two weekends ago, two weekends ago. And the, the director is um, editing it right now. So. Okay. So you're going to take, you're going to take a little bit more time with it instead of. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a little bit more time with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we have a little bit more time because you know, yeah. we're, I don't know. Um, are, are you, are you, you're not locked down or anything there? Are you? In- uh, it depends on where I'm at or what I'm doing right now. Like we have the ability to kind of travel uh, from state to state. Oh, you do, yeah. Um, but like when I'm back home, when I'm home in Texas, I, I don't get to go into work or anything. I still have to work from home, and like we oh, start yeah. mask and all that fun stuff. So yeah, that, that's it's kind of similar to us. We kind of our life has kind of gone back to normal here in Sydney, but we're not allowed to travel. But actually, we're not allowed to travel between states. Okay. Um, but otherwise, otherwise we can do. You know, we can just go normally, work normally. Yeah. So we've been able to like film a music video normally and yeah. go in and do stuff. Yeah. Normally, yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's like certain states that'll be really weird if we go into like um, being in Texas. I know like New Mexico, which is the state to the west of us. Right. For a while, they were really weird about letting anybody come in, especially from Texas. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And just goes was, was, was Texas hit quite badly with the coronavirus, or is it being hit quite badly with the coronavirus? Um, it depends on where you're at, honestly. Like where in Texas, because Texas is a very big state. Um, so right. it, it just kind of depends. Like, um, I know where I'm at, we had a decent amount of cases but nothing compared to the, like south like if you went south or more south into texas they yeah. had a lot of cases and stuff like that so yeah yeah, yeah. you know there's all kinds of craziness going on and the governor's just kind of like hey it's open and then the police are like no we're not open you know so it, it was oh i see <laughs> yeah, right. I, I have <laughs> seen like shows starting to relaunch like people starting to get out and do shows and what have you so that that's really cool but yeah when, when you're going into like small bars that have a uh, max like just have a normal capacity of 50 to 75 people and you're running at 50 percent capacity because of yeah. covid regulations it's just kind of like all right how much how much are you really going to get done you know yeah exactly yeah, how much are you gonna be, really be able to draw so similar here like we, we're gigs are starting to come back uh, um live shows are starting to come back here but it's all like it's all seated um mm-hmm. and it's like maybe a third of the normal capacity right with everyone's like very separated it's very str- it's very strange i mean at least at least there's live shows again 
but it's uh, definitely not. It's nothing like what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Very strange situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really is. It really is. Uh, when there isn't a pandemic, how often are you guys out playing shows? Um, well, we were we we played like um, for when we got started again with our last iteration of the band. We had a different drummer and a synth player and a bass player as well. We played like I don't know. Twice a month, maybe. Okay. Twice a month, yeah. Maybe twice a month, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, you know, it, it's interesting because depending on where people are at and what the local scene is like, sometimes they can get away with playing twice a week, or sometimes like it's just not that there's not that much going on, so they have to play like once a month, or you know, or there's not that many places to play. So yeah, yeah. It's always kind of interesting to see, and then it also differs from like genre to genre where like acoustic acts they'll go out and play five times in a week a because it's yeah, easy that's right. themselves and they can go into the smaller venues and what have you so yeah um sydney's definitely had a kind of a the live venue in sydney has definitely had to like, kind of i think fight to stay alive in the past um i don't know past few years or something like that so a lot of the places that um people used bands used to play like loud bands used to play have been kind of gentrified in the past uh five years or so five ten years and i guess the people that have moved in gentrifying the place don't want such they've they, they just they moved in and realized the music is too loud for them they're trying to so you know there's all these noise complaints and so there's always there's like an ongoing battle it's quite different um in melbourne like mm -hmm. south in that that's kind of like i guess that's the music capital for the live music capital of australia yeah. where there's there's so many band venues and it's so nice and in terms of live music and culture and stuff like that sydney's a little bit different sydney's a little bit i don't know are you originally from sydney or where are you from originally uh, I, I i grew up mostly in sydney i'm, I'm but i'm, I'm but like my background is um well my, my parents my parents are indonesian and dutch Okay. Um, I actually, I grew up a lot, uh, a few, quite a few years in, in Canada, in Toronto, but um, most of my life I've been in, I've lived in Sydney, most of my life. Okay. Yeah. And uh, pretty much planning on staying in Sydney or do you have like hopes of going out to like Melbourne, up to Melbourne since it seems like the music scene's a little bit more vibrant for you? Yeah, I mean, we've, de we've definitely thought about it, but uh, you know, the the music scene, I guess it's a, it's a matter of like, us taking uh, the bands here taking a responsibility to kind of like rather than going away somewhere else taking the responsibility like hey we can uplift this scene you know we, we can make this scene better just by playing better music and like you know making exciting shows and stuff like that getting a real scene here going as well because you know um it's a um, it's a really beautiful city <laughs> so you know I, I i hope to stay here yeah i hope to stay I, here. I got you yeah no we uh we really hope to make it up to sydney at some point obviously when... oh yeah COVID isn't yeah, one, really day. <laughs> one day, day yeah. when COVID's not an issue. Um, yeah. So you you uh, got a new EP that's coming out. Do you have a have you announced an official date for that yet, or is it uh... not officially? Uh, we have a plan to hopefully put out early early in January. Early okay. in January. Good. Yeah. Um, you, we did plan on release. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, are you after you release the next single? Are you planning on to do? one more before the ep are you planning on doing like three singles before the ep releases or are you going to just stick with two singles i think that's that i think that's the plan i think we'll do three but it really depends how this next single um our next single hazy jane goes because that's going to be 
it's going to be out on a label or on a record label here called Scenic Drive, mm-hmm. and it's going to get. Uh, hopefully, it's going to get a bit of push behind it. If 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 it does start to do well, we might just leave it and let it kind of like um, mm-hmm. let it run its course, and then we'll release the EP. But if there's room, we'll release one more single. Uh, it's up. It's up in the air. It's up yeah, in the I got you. I completely understand. Uh, what yeah. what kind of went into the song selection process? for the EP, did you specifically write for this EP or did you already have a bunch of stuff written? Oh, we, we, we actually had like, um, because we had a, a bunch of, over the past few, the, most, most of these songs, I think, except for two of them, um, are quite old, like they're about three years old or something like that. We had quite mm-hmm. a few delays, including working with a, another producer before who we didn't necessarily see eye to eye with. So all that kind of material was lost. Um, the, and then we, so we bought, we, out of the seven songs, we bought in five songs that we'd already pre-written for the EP. We'd written a long time ago, they were ready to go. Um, and then we want two new songs. Um, one of them was The Great Divide that we brought in. We actually, The Great Divide, I think we, we didn't, we weren't even planning on to record that in the EP. We accidentally sent a demo to our producer, right? And he, he, he looked at, what is, what, he goes, what is that song? You have to record that song. <laughs> I was like, oh, we, ha- we haven't even taught it to the band at all. Yeah. You know, the band doesn't even know this song. He goes, no, we're recording that song. So yeah. we taught it to the band on the spot. <laughs> we recorded That's the, I thought that became our first single. So that was pretty lucky. That's but the, most, most of the songs are like a backlog, which mm-hmm. is, you know, in a way it's pretty frustrating because, you know, these, these songs to us, aren't, we've, been played, we've already played these songs so much. We haven't even released them, right? But it's also kind of good. Now we have another backlog, right? So once this EP is done, we have a, we actually have another set of songs ready to record. So um, at least it's resulted in that we have no lack of material. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So you pretty much you haven't even finished recording the first EP, and you've already got a second one ready to go. Yeah, and so we've already got one ready ready yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll probably I think we'll jump into the studio maybe in February next year and that's, do it again. Same, well, same, how what's the uh, studio process kind of been like for you who's main had had anybody in the band been in the studio prior or was this all like a new experience oh, it, it was really new like I think um, some of us had been in prior studios but this was the first like really I think um, you know professional grade studio we'd been in um, with a really well-known, well, at least in Australia, you know, I'm sure he's not known in the US, a really in Australia, well-known producer in Australia, like indie indie rock producer in Australia. Um, he's very well-known here. Um, and he, he liked our material. So, uh, and he's been really good to work with, but it was kind of quite a bit of pressure. <laughs> quite a bit of pressure on us. Who <laughs> We considered like, I guess we were kind of on the borderline of being kind of amateurish kind of a band. All of a sudden, like, okay, this is serious now. I yeah. know we had to... The vocal takes have to be great. The guitar takes have to be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was really new to us. And for me, myself, doing a lot of the singing, it was quite stressful. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, we got it. We got it done. And now we, we're better for it. I think we've, we've learned a lot. Um, What's yeah. one thing you wish you would have known before you went in? Oh, speak? I guess like the, the amount of detail and the amount of takes, the amount of vocal takes you have to do to get it uh, to a level where um, the producer is happy with. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and I, you know, another thing, I wish we knew what that we were recording the Great Divide. I wish we knew that. <laughs> That's one thing I, I wish. Um, yeah, it's 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 always hard because we demoed we demoed those songs obviously, but we, we well, demoing is quite different to actually recording them in the studio. In the studio, you actually you're not sure how it's going to actually turn out and what improvements is going to be needed, right? A lot of it, a lot of it is done. The changes are done like on the fly. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, including yeah. like input from other people, like um, you know, th maybe this song needs another chorus here. You know, maybe this song needs to be. So we, we let it be fluid. So we we wanted like uh, producers' influence on it as well, and even other band members' influence as well. Um, if they think if they're listening to it, they think, oh, maybe this needs to be shortened, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A lot of it was done on the fly, so it is more stressful, but I think better. I think more collaborative, and I think you know because especially between me, me, myself and Carmen, right? We've played these songs so many times that mm -hmm. there's a, you get to a certain level where we, we can't hear it. Well, you can, we can hear it, but we don't see it properly anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need an outsider to come in and say, hey, that's working, that's not working, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I agree. Now, uh, when you go in to record, are you using studio musicians or are you bringing in like the band that you actually play with? Oh, it's a mixture of both. I mean, mixture of both. So we we brought in. So we had a we had a different drummer at the time. Our drummer then was a, a lovely lovely guy called Gray Thomas. But he, uh, you know, he's, he had to, he had to leave the band after he recorded the EP. Um, I guess just of his personal personal life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we used him, and he was great. And then we also had a synth player who stayed with us for a little while until recorded with us um, called Anna. But then we also brought in um, two session players to come in. One was a, a friend of ours called Josh, who plays a number of Australian bands. Um, he was unbelievable. He was such a good musician. Like he's, session musicians are great musicians. He just came in and nailed it. And then we also brought in um, a violin player um, from right. from Australian band called I Know Leopard as well. Um, so we, we it's a, it was a mixture of both. The, the session musicians were we got in were fantastic. Yeah, it's a mixture of bit, bit of mixture of both. Yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's you know it, it's always especially when it comes to like a full band that goes out and tours together. What how much they'll actually bring in as far as like session musicians if they want to incorporate like a violin track, like something that isn't, or isn't common play, I guess a common staple in their music, you know? Yeah, 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 for um, sure. Where, where did you, how have you, who have you guys been listening to to kind of develop your sound? Who are some of your influences? Oh, it's, it's very different. So, so I, I guess I write the majority of the songs, but Carmen brings so much, like her guitar playing is so unique. She adds so much to the sound. Um, and we have very different, sometimes at times, quite different tastes in music. But we definitely like some. Some we relate to really loving a lot of um, the shoegaze bands like Slow Dive. We really, really like their last record. Um, an American band called Yola Tango. I don't. Do you know them? The Yola Tango. I think they're no, from no, New I'm, York, maybe. No, um, no. We really, really, really like them. Um, so there's certain bands. Um, oh, another band called Real Estate. I think they might be American. They might be from the UK. Yeah, there's a few bands where we both kind of we we both loved at the same time, and that really like oh, it's kind of like maybe we can have that kind of sound. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, since you're the primary writer, this is probably the perfect question to ask. What's kind of what's your creative process? Are you one of those musicians that are able to kind of sit down and write music at any given time, or? Do you just, are you kind of like spontaneous with it? Like if you're driving, like you'll be driving down the road and a song hits. Oh, uh, for me, it's it's more like I, I need to, uh, I kind of sit sit down with my guitar and I'll watch something. So I'll watch some terrible television and on silent and I'll start strumming until something comes. Yeah. So I, I think songwriting is, um, you know, I, I read this somewhere. I didn't come up with this. I think songwriting is a bit like fishing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 
it's, it's a bit like fishing. You just throw it out there and sometimes you catch something and sometimes you don't. It's just a matter of, but you have to get out there and just start strumming before it comes. That's how yeah. I write songs anyway. Usually, usually I'm, I've, I've got my mind on something else. I'm just strumming my guitar gotcha. and then something, you know. Yeah. So the, so the uh, like the guitar usually will come first and then you'll figure out like what the lyrics will be or what the song. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause I'm, uh, I'm a guitarist. Um, I guess I'm a guitarist primarily. Oh, I have been up to this stage. Now I'm more of a singer, but I, I, I was a guitarist primarily for a long time. So I guess that just comes naturally to me kind of writing riffs and things like that. Then yeah. in my head, like I'll hear a, no, that melody could kind of fit something yeah. like that. Something like yeah, that. I, I completely get it. Um, yeah. So obviously with the pandemic, it's kind of changed everybody's, tactics and release schedules were you concerned about releasing a single during this pandemic or like or was it like kind of did you release it when you wanted to release it originally um we were pretty we ended up releasing it when we wanted to release it but we were pretty concerned because we because it was so such a new territory to everyone like all of a sudden like no one was playing music not many people were releasing music anymore so i was like oh everything is so serious should we really should we really should we really be releasing you know what i mean like it's kind of like uncharted territory you know we weren't even sure if we should release anything yeah um but i'm glad we did (laughs) well like you said it's kind of a summer summer spring summer warm time of season song and for you guys it's like right now you're going into summer so it's like it makes perfect sense and then by yeah, the, end yeah. Of summer, the hope is you'll have an ep out yeah you know so yeah. that's really i'm right you said beginning of 2021 that would that still technically summer for you or is that like the height of the summer oh that's that that'll, that'll be midsummer that'll be okay. midsummer January 2021 yeah yeah yeah, yeah that'll be like it'll be like 30 35 degrees every day yeah. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> that's yeah. 35 degrees celsius for any of the 30 degrees celsius sorry yeah 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 <laughs> yep. it's 35 degrees here that it's like oh that, that, that's a that's a cold night you know yeah yeah um no that's really cool so um that the the ep will be out beginning of 2021 you got a new single dropping did you have you officially announced a new date for the next single uh we have but it's really bad i mean i can't remember when it is um, it'll it'll be it'll be uh early october it'll be okay early, early october um and then if depending on the success or the success of the second single you'll kind of figure out if there's a third single yeah, um, right. so that's kind of like you're just in really exciting times right now because you're like a lot of musicians have been able to make the pandemic work really well for them by releasing like either they just happened to be getting ready to go into studio at the beginning of the pandemic or they had just gotten out of the studio yeah or they're lucky enough to know people that own a studio and they were just kind of able to go in regardless you know yeah yeah because right. like that was the really depressing part at the beginning of the pandemic was mm-hmm. I saw so many bands that were just so caught off guard that they didn't have anything written. They didn't have anything recorded. And so there was a good chunk of bands that decided, okay, uh, I guess we're going to hang it up for a while and just kind of yeah. ride this out. 
And one of the worst things was um, quite a few people we knew, like their their incomes were gone all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Because um, I guess m- most people are making musicians, at least in Australia, I don't know, making making a living not through streaming or anything, but through live shows, through live yeah. performances, right? Yeah. And that was all just done all of a sudden. So it was like, luckily, like the government helped helped out with like you know, this thing called JobKeeper in Australia, where they were yeah. you know giving people a certain amount of money each week if they were struggling with COVID restrictions and things like that. But that was, that was a really crazy, tough time. Like all of a sudden, like yeah, they have no income. A lot of a lot of my friends had no income all of a sudden. Yeah. Have really you tough. guys? Uh, have you guys been doing any experimenting with like the virtual shows or anything like that? Yeah, we had we had one virtual show. We had our very first virtual. That was the only gig we played. Is our virtual show? Like I think it was one week ago. Um, definitely this strange, funny experience. Um, but we 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 would do it again. Yeah. Now that we kind of know what it is. <laughs> now, now that you well. And the interesting thing about the virtual shows is I'd really be interested to see like a full band do it for the first time, because at least you've got the rest of your bandmates there to kind of feed off of where a lot of these that I'm watching are like solo acoustic musicians playing by themselves. They don't really have anybody to feed off of and they're just, they're playing. And like, I remember like back in March and April when people were Uh to do this you'd have these solo acoustic musicians, they'd intro themselves fine, they'd get into their first song fine. And then when they come up to the end of that song, it's like awkward 45 second pause because they don't know yeah transition out you know yeah that's right (laughs) yeah because they're they're waiting for that like uh uh that feedback that isn't ever going to come because you're not playing in front of anybody so that's always really awkward so awkward yeah Yeah. definitely um but you guys had it had a good experience doing your first virtual show and I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think it was, I think it was all right. I think it went, went all right. Um, we, we, I think there's, I think we may do it again. Um, possibly, possibly next month, ne- next month we may do it again. We're still, we're still kind of waiting. The, you guys the, like set everything up yourself or were you guys at like a studio that is. Oh, we, we were actually at a, uh, at a, at a practice studio who had set up specially for the, for okay. like start to start doing live streams. So it's during COVID they realized that, this is something that musicians want. Um, so they, they changed one of their rehearsal rooms into a kind of a live stream room with a proper, like a big mixing desk and stuff yeah. there, and a lot of mics and stuff like that. And we were asked to play with um, uh, another another Sydney band, like to support another Sydney band, I guess, on their live stream. So we, we played a short set. Um, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. That's, you know, and the fact that there are venues and practice facilities that were so quick to do that, that were able to get their stuff together and transition into a virtual, virtual platform for people that that's really cool. Yeah. Um, But during the pandemic, have you kind of been doing anything to challenge yourself creatively? Have you, I don't know, been learning how to play a different instrument, listening to new music? Have you kind of been doing anything like that? Or um, a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of my time was spent kind of um, uh, learning a lot about the production side of things, mm-hmm. like helping to like we were we went into the studio when we could anyway, you know when we could either sneak in or when restrictions were lifted a little bit. We went into the studio with our producer and I, I, I we kind of sat with him as he was mixing a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff. 
So I, I learned, I learned so much <laughs> about that kind of thing. Besides that, the studio who, who was in at the back, because there, there's like downtime, right? When he's doing something else that I'm not terribly interested in, when he's like making the drums a bit more wet, changing the EQ of the drums, and yeah, yeah I'll just leave him to do it. Yeah. Um, there, there was like a 12 string guitar. There was a beautiful Epiphone 12 string guitar at the back that every time I had like downtime or he was doing something that I didn't really mind what he was doing. I just went out the back and started playing it. I never played a 12 string acoustic guitar. I mean, it was so beautiful. And I, I went home and um, I bought myself a cheap 12 string acoustic guitar. And I've, been, I've been teaching myself to play that. Since. So yeah. that, that just, that's, my, that's my pandemic um, learning experience as well. Nice. Hey, I've seen people play 12 string guitar and that's an art form. Like just watching them pluck away at a 12 string, it's like, it's complete. It's, it's, it's like just a regular normal acoustic guitar, just a normal five string. Yeah. It's just kind of like that's mind boggling to me. But then you add on seven more strings. It's like, yeah. Uh, how do you how, how do you do that again i i'm i'm so confused right now so yeah yeah and and, and you play it in like a different um different different tuning as well you, you know just to play it in like a, a there's a couple of different tunings you can use for a 12 string guitar um and it it makes the most beautiful sounds it makes the most incredible sounds even just like really simple chords because of the yeah yeah it's just incredible yeah and, and if i had known how beautiful it was i would have picked it up a long long time ago <laughs> yeah that, that's i've become addicted yeah how far along are you? How long have you been practicing on the 12 string? Oh, not long. Maybe now. Oh, was it month four now? <laughs> gotcha. Month number four? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So you, you're yeah. still new at it and getting a feel still for new. it. But yeah, it's definitely great. something you want to add to the, add to the uh, repertoire. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I, I, to my personal record, I don't know how, how well it fits in with the band. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how good I get at it first. Yeah. Do you do um, outside of the band? Do you do any like solo gigs, or is it all pretty much all, your entire music career the band, and that's what you focus My, on? For, for, for me, at the moment, I'm putting everything into because I mean, all, all the songs I write are going into this band. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'd like to have like a side project at some stage, something a bit noisier maybe mm -hmm. um, in the future, but not, not at the moment. Yeah, Carmen, the other uh, the other member of Crits and Dots, she she plays um, sometimes in another band as well. Um, called the Astros, and she sometimes mm -hmm. plays with them. And she kind of has an electronic music project going sometimes as well. So she does a few different things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but for me, I, I'm, I'm I'm busy enough doing this. Yeah, for now. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Are you a full time musician, or do you uh, have like a side job that you? No, we 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 we, we all we all uh, we all have day jobs. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, at this stage, yeah. 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 I mean, some luckily some musicians are able to figure out how to make just full-time music work and then some yeah you know it, it's just kind of like i gotta have the day job whether it's for benefits or stable income or you know just like whatever the reasons are so you know that's yeah. um when you're not doing music what are you usually doing like what do you what do you do to when you're yeah when you're not near mu or not doing music Oh, I work as I work as a as a designer, like on the doing as a day job. I work as like a, a web designer, like you okay. using like an app designer, a website okay. designer. I do that, and that's pretty fun. I do so I do some photography as well. You know, nice. I read a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. but I okay. find I have I'm having less and less hobbies as 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 life goes on because 
between having like a nine to five job and then having a band as well. That's takes takes up all my time. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I've found myself dropping hobbies during the pandemic. Like you, normally people oh. pick up hobbies during the pandemic, or we think they'd normally pick up hobbies. But yeah. like during the whole COVID thing, it's just kind of like, nah, the, this is too expensive for me, or this is this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be, you know. So it's just kind of like, now it's work and live and amplified. That's all I do. Oh, is, is that right? That's yeah, literally all I do. Like, and right. like a lot of people say, music is their job, and it's like video work is my job. So it's like live and amplified video, and then I also work for a TV station. Oh That's right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I punch out and I jump on, and either I'll do a live stream or I'm doing editing, and it's just like, okay, you know. And before the pandemic, it was easy to kind of differentiate my work life. Oh, that's right. Because life. you're saying you work from home now. Yeah, yeah right. now that I work from home, it's just kind of like that. It's not odd that I'll be in front of my computer from eight a.m. till two a.m. You know. Wow. It, like I'll just be sitting there editing away on something and I'll look up and it's like, crap, it's 2 a.m. And I haven't moved a inch, you know? Maybe you need like different locations, like to, to make sure you like sit in different locations in the house yeah. at some stage, you know? <laughs> just yeah. so, for, for, so you don't get, get cabin fever. Oh yeah. It's, it, and that's kind of why I told my boss, I was like, yo, my parents want to do like a family thing. I'm leaving for five days. I it's happening, and she's like, "Okay, cool, yeah." I'm like, "All right, thanks, I appreciate it." So <laughs> I, I had to get out. It it was driving me up the wall. Well, if if, if you technically if you, if you're working from home permanently, you can work from wherever you want, right? It does. Yeah, that that like that was the big pitch, especially around the holidays. Like yeah. I was trying to make this big pitch of was like, well. I work from home. You guys don't really send me out on that many shoots. So could I theoretically go to my parents' place over the holidays from <laughs> like say Thanksgiving to New Year's? And they're like, we could do Christmas to New Year's. And I'm like, all right, I think I think I'll take that. We we could figure <laughs> out how to work. You know? And it's 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 always interesting. Um, but, uh, what I want to do while, while I have you here is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians and like musicians that are just getting started. We want to make uh, sure that they get a little bit of information, make sure they're starting off on the right footstep. So as, as a musician, what advice would you give a younger musician that's maybe just starting to play music or start want to make that next step in making it a career or a pursuing music? Oh, I'd say one thing, one thing I experienced, like definitely find, find the right people, like find the right people to, to play music with that really believe in your stuff. And, you know, really don't, don't, you know, because what, one of the hardest things about being in a band is actually like finding the right people, which is the reason we're still a three piece, right? Because we haven't like really, it's hard to find the right people who you get along, not just musically with, but on a personality, like personality is so important, right? Because you're going to be spending, you don't realize how much time you're going to be spending with these people. You're spending so much time with them. So it's not just like you have to connect musically, but then you have to connect um, on a personal level as well. You have to really like these people. 
and then the people you work with in terms of like who produces you or even PR people, people anyone who works with you, if you hire PR people or band management or something, you've really got to find people who really believe, don't just take the first people that come along. You've got to find people who really, really believe in you and who want your music to do well. You have to, you have to work with people who are fans of your music, not just, not just the first pe person that comes along. That's yeah. something like, I think we've, we've made that mistake a few times. Yeah. yeah. And now we're like very careful about who we work with. Yeah. yeah, you definitely want to make sure you have musicians that are there for the project and not the paycheck. Yeah, uh, for if, sure. If, for if sure. there is, you know, if there ever ends up being a paycheck or. Yeah, that's right. Yes, right. There, there may never be a paycheck in this, in this music world, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then how, what's one thing you've learned about yourself as a musician as you've been going through the process of uh, forming grids and dots and kind of uh, oh, just 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 the fact that I could uh, do it as a as the as a singer, I guess, because mm -hmm. I'm naturally like I'm I'm pretty naturally I'm, I'm I'm an only child and I'm quite a pretty introverted person. I think I'm quite a shy person, like in a social sense. Mm -hmm. um, and f from that, becoming starting to write songs and becoming the lead singer of a band was like that, that, um, that's a big jump. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to all of a sudden be on stage just singing, singing your songs and just the realization that hey, this, this is actually something I can do. That, 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 that's, that, that was for me, is like, that's the biggest learning thing for me, yeah. Possibly it's something I can do. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest learning thing for me, for sure, yeah. I got you, I got you. And then like, obviously we don't really know anything with the pandemic and what's gonna happen in two months or six months. Um, yeah. but what's kind of the plan moving forward as you get ready to release the next e the your next EP or your um, this upcoming? I don't know because even even now that we're allowed to do live shows, it's still very limited. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just not even sure. That's well as one of the reservations we had. Like, oh, how do we promote this? You know, what I mean, we can't, we can't, you can't. Usually, you release something and you play a whole bunch of shows to show everyone, hey, this is our music. It's even hard to do that, so I don't I don't know what the release plan is like these days. We just have to play it by ear, I guess. We we've got some shows booked, but by no means lots of shows. We've got like three or four show, shows booked over the next few months, something like that. Yeah. So I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm Might have sure. to go a little old school and start reaching out to some radio stations and yeah, doing stuff like that. You know, it's it's exactly. that tried and true model. Like even yeah. though the music business has changed completely, it's still that tried and true model of hit the radio stations as you're releasing yeah. your music, you know? Yeah, and right now it's right. just kind of like, maybe it's not radio stations, but it's podcasts like this one, you know, and just yeah. kind of hit the pavement that way and keep doing the virtual shows, so. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't promote ourselves as, as much, I guess, um, in terms of live, in terms of just playing live. It's, that's kind of out of the question these days. So. Yeah. yeah. Or at least right now for the next few months. Like, I, I don't know. I know it varies from state to state for you because I like I know I've talked to a few people from Melbourne and they they were back down in like class and like stage four lockdown or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne's had it really bad. Melbourne's had it really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then like Sydney, I guess it's not quite as bad. And then I don't know anybody up in Perth in that part of the country. So I haven't really been. Oh, no, do I? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what's like that. Yeah. The only person I know from Perth is one guy in one of the Australian music groups keeps asking where all the Perth bands are. And it's like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't help you there, buddy. So, yeah. 
it, it's kind of funny because uh, I'm yeah but uh um so I don't want to keep you too much longer I really appreciate your time I really appreciate you sticking in there because nobody knows this but we were having some severe technical issues I couldn't get locked on to zoom and I'm just sitting here I'm like First, it was the last week it was the interface, and then this week it was Zoom. And it was, um, it, it's been, yeah, <laughs> crazy time. So, really appreciate you hanging in there, and I'm glad we were able to get this locked in. Um, but one thing I want to, or two more questions that I want to ask What's keeping you motivated during this pandemic? Oh, good question. I mean, I think uh, I'd be lying if I said there were there weren't times where it was just, like extremely difficult, right? Um, extremely difficult to stay like positive and stuff like that during the pandemic. I guess the fact that we that the, the this, this music is already done it's it's been waiting for like a couple of years, a few years to come out. You know what I mean? That's definitely kept me motivated. And so far, it's like a quite a like a positive reaction to the music as well. So that's kind of like giving you know our hopes, keeping keeping our hopes up. And there's always like there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully by the time you know our EP is released, or maybe by the time we record our album, things will be back to normal. You know, you know, you just gotta keep gotta keep our heads up. Yeah. 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 And then for anybody that's kind of listening to your band for the first time, after after either after watching this podcast or just in general. What do you mm. want them to know about your music or what do you hope they take away from listening to your music? Um, hopefully they take away, I don't know, like uh, hopefully they enjoy like this sweet melodic sounds mixed with kind of like a uh, the noisy guitars, <laughs> slightly noisy guitars. Hopefully they, I mean, uh, we, want, we want songs that are kind of like, uh, kind of like draw uh, uh, on the line between being kind of a, uh, melancholic music but uplifting music that's kind of what we want we're, we're trying to do is hopefully they get that vibe hopefully there's a market for that kind of music <laughs> that's strange <laughs> whatever whatever vibe that gives i mean that, that's kind of like the, the impression we give i think and especially we're trying to give yeah it's got the kind of sweet melancholic sounds mixed with a bit of dissonance a bit of noisy guitar that kind of thing yeah and you know uplifting beats yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, and then where can everybody find you online? Where can they find you on social media, your music, all that fun stuff? Yeah, we're, we've, we've got Instagram, Grids and Dots. Come and find us. We're on Spotify. We're on all the streaming services. We're on Tidal, um, Apple Music. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel now as well. Uh, those, those are the main places that like, people can find us. Yeah, for sure. Grids and Dots. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you sticking in there and Given me that 22 odd minutes I needed to get my internet up and running. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. have been looking forward to it for like a couple of weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you all later. Thanks, Tom. All right.